So I just ask God to bless this time and to guide me in what I'm going to say now. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this is our third um, in the series taken from the creeds, and the title is Fully Human, Fully Divine. Our reading from the start of John's Gospel contain, contains material for more than one sermon. William Barclay, in his Daily Study Bible, says, the beginning of John's Gospel is of such importance and of such depth in meaning that it must be studied almost verse by verse. You're probably grateful that I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to concentrate on our theme. Now, who likes Poirot? Anybody? Miss Marple? Vera? Oh, some keeping their hands up. Endeavour? You must like whodunits. You must like mysteries. I like mysteries as well. And what we're looking at today is truly a mystery. But in contrast to the mysteries that these people I've just mentioned have to solve in the TV programs or in the books that we read, it's not a mystery involving a crime. It's a wonderful mystery involving the most amazing thing that ever happened, God coming to be with us on earth. Do you remember those words I used at the beginning, the ones we hear from Matthew's Gospel at Christmas? I'll just read a little bit more of it here. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. Now, I'm not going to try and explain the mystery. I'm not going to talk about how it happened. This is God we're talking about. The Lord God who's so awesome that our, our human minds can't fully comprehend the whole of him. Um, a member of our pilgrim group came up with a very good example from a film of what um, trying to take in all knowledge might do to us. If you want to look at it, ask Chris. Um, but you know, we can't comprehend how amazing, how wonderful God is. We can just grasp some of the things about him. So these are very much a lay person's thoughts. I didn't study theology. I've read probably a little bit more than you, but that's all. And it's from my thoughts on reading and hopefully listening to God and where I've got to in my faith journey today. The Gospel of John starts with this beautiful prologue, i.e. an introduction. John wants to show us in this Gospel that Jesus is God, that he was and is divine. And he does this here by telling us that Jesus existed before creation took place. And through him all things came to be. Without him no created thing came into being. By the time he wrote the gospel, there were various heresies around. Some denied that Jesus was divine. 
and on the other hand, some divide that he was ever human. John really wants to stress the real humanity of Jesus and paradoxically also the divinity of Jesus. Note how he refers to John the Baptist in that prologue. He states, there was a man sent by God. He wasn't the light, he came to prepare the way for Jesus. John the Baptist was a prophet sent by God, but Jesus was God come down to earth. So why did Jesus, why did God come to us in Jesus in this way? Jesus, as I said, sorry, I'll start again. God, as I said, is far beyond our full comprehension. It's a wonderful paradox that God who created all things, our planet, universe, solar system, and so much more, who created all life, who created all of us, this is the very same God who wants to have a personal relationship with each of us, who knows us by name, who knows all about us, and longs for us to be aware of his love and receive his forgiveness and be made new. Jesus came to make all that possible, to show us who God is and what God is like and what he longs to do for us. So let's consider how Jesus experienced life as a human. He was born as a baby, just like you and me. His mother experienced the stigma of being pregnant and not formally married the experience of many in the past and nowadays, and that probably rubbed off onto Jesus when he was little. He was presented at the temple for circumcision, as was the practice for baby boys. He and his parents became refugees. He grew into a child like you and me. He learned about his faith, as we do. He learned a trade and earned a living. He had siblings, most likely, and would have had nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles. He was a practicing Jew and allowed to teach in the synagogue, although he did get thrown out on at least one occasion. He experienced temptation before the start of his ministry. He was a great teacher and storyteller. He had friends and acquaintances. Some of those friendships were very, very special to him. He experienced tiredness, hunger, thirst. He had sympathy with those who were hungry or afraid. He experienced anger, sadness, grief, disappointment, betrayal. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed to see if the cup could pass him because he knew what was coming. He was arrested, was the victim of trumped up charges, experienced torture, and finally, execution. His death was a painful, horrible death. He truly did suffer for our sins. Now let's think about the divine in Jesus. The divine evidence that Jesus was God. Jesus existed before time began. Involved in creation. Had 
special and miraculous knowledge independent of anything that any person might have told him. Just one example, think of what he knew about the woman by the well. The woman who had gone out in the heat of the day to get her water because she was not acceptable to the other women. Jesus was able to resist the temptations in the wilderness and able to quote the scripture back at the devil each time. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit. He performed miracles. He could see and still sees today what people could become in the future no matter how many imperfections they and we have in our characters. He was raised from the dead and then ascended to heaven, returning to where whence he had come. Methodism has a catechism, 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 I think. I'm not sure I've said that right. Um, I um, got one of these when I was training to be a local preacher. And it's, uh, how do I say it? Catechism. Right, thank you. Um, a catechism is a summary of the principles of Christian religion in the form of questions and answers. So I've got number 58 and number 59 here. There's quite a few. And it says, What do the creeds teach about Jesus Christ? Jesus is God the Son, who from eternity was with God the Father, sharing his nature and acted with him in creation. Jesus Christ is God the Son, who was born among us as a human being. In, in him alone we can see God the Father. Jesus Christ alone is both completely human and completely divine. I did check to see if the URC had a catechism, but I'm informed they don't, don't do things like that. They don't have one like that. So this is a statement of what Christians believe, what I've read out. So that's my probably incomplete list of fully human and fully divine, of being human and divine. But the question is, what do we do with it? You can have knowledge, but what do you do with it? At some point, we have to make a choice. We have to decide if Jesus is God, come to earth as a human in Jesus, or is Jesus just a special human being that once lived? Jesus is sometimes considered as a prophet or a special or very good human being by uh, members of other faiths or people who have no faith. But what do we think? What, what, what impact does it have on us on what decision we make? Because if we think Jesus is just a specially good person and don't think he's fully divine, where does that leave us as Christians? Surely it would mean that Jesus is not much different from any other human being. What would happen to our belief in eternal life? Jesus would be dead and not alive today. There would have been no resurrection. 
his promise of eternal life to his followers would be invalid. We wouldn't have the gift of the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us and empower us as we try to live as Christians today. What Jesus taught and what he did are tied inseparably to who he is. John shows us Jesus as fully human and fully God. Although Jesus took upon himself full humanity and lived as a man, he never ceased to be the eternal God who has always existed, the creator and the sustainer of all things, the source of eternal life. This is the truth about Jesus and the foundation of all truth. If we cannot or do not believe it, this basic truth, then we will not have enough faith to trust our eternal destiny to him. We talked about that in our group at the beginning of the Pilgrim Bible study groups about creeds comes from the word to believe, but it has the idea, it's not just to believe something, but to actually, because of it, put your trust in God. John wrote the gospel to build faith and confidence in Jesus Christ so that we may believe he truly was and is the Son of God. It's interesting to think about the culture in which John was writing. Many in his original audience had a Greek background. Greek culture encouraged the worship of many mythological gods whose supernatural characteristics were as important as important to the Greeks as genealogies, that's the list of your um, ancestors, were to the Jews. And many of us will know stories like that. Perhaps we were taught them in school, have read about them in books, or seen them in films. John shows that Jesus is not only different to the gods of Greek mythology, but far superior. The word became flesh. By becoming a human, Jesus became the perfect teacher. In Jesus' life, we see how God thinks. He became the perfect example as a model of what we are to become. He shows us how to live. And now as the risen Christ, he gives us the power to live that way. He is the perfect sacrifice. Jesus died for all people who have lived and will ever live, and his death satisfies God's requirements for the removal of sin. Earlier in my sermon I said, I posed the question, why did Jesus come to earth? You might want to think about your own answer to that question, either after the service, during the week, in your pilgrim groups? My personal answer is, I think Jesus came because God loves us and chose to reveal himself through Jesus and show us this wonderful love. Amen.
and our prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, when we start thinking about our faith, truly thinking about it, there are lots of things that we need to work out for ourselves. Sometimes we don't always spend the time doing that. We're sorry if we've not read your word enough, not listened to you enough, and not really tried to seek out what is the truth about you. We thank you that you have shown us who you are in Jesus. In a moment of quiet, we just confess anything that is on our mind to you today. Thank you that we have the promise that when we are truly sorry and ask for forgiveness in Jesus' name, we are forgiven. Amen. Thanks be to God.